Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. Three signs of sensory overwhelm and overstimulation in highly sensitive adults. Hi, this is Amy Laginus from HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, and today I'm going to be sharing with you on the topic of three signs of sensory overwhelm and overstimulation in highly sensitive adults. So when you hear the words overwhelm, overstimulation, and sensitivity, you probably have a physical, at least a little physical reaction. Um, You know what those words mean to you, and maybe you're even aware of how they show up in your body. But if not, that is what this video is for. Next week, I will be sharing on the same topic um, around how overwhelm and overstimulation shows up in kids, some, some signs that it's coming up. But today we're gonna be focusing on us as adults. So overstimulation is one of the more challenging aspects of sensitivity for many HSPs. Of course, there are many gifts and beautiful aspects of the trait. And it's important to recognize those too. So if you have not yet explored that, I'd love you to. Um, Last week's post and and video um, podcast, I kind of do all three at once, we're focused on the gifts of sensitivity and being an HSP. So please check that out. Just kind of balance out, um, make sure we're not just looking at the hard parts together. Um, that said, and one part of being empowered as a highly sensitive person is understanding what those challenges uh, might be for you, kind of the sources of overstimulation, and then also how it shows up in your body and your mood and um, just in how you feel in the world. So today we'll be looking at that a little bit. Um, and, and once we are able to recognize those sort of warning signs of being overwhelmed and overstimulated, we are then able to start to take steps towards coping with it, towards reducing the intensity um, of whatever is causing us to become overstimulated in the first place, as well as getting some support or finding ways to cope with the overstimulation. So. It basically gives us information that allows us to um, to make things easier for ourselves. <laughs> um, I will mention now that I have two whole modules dedicated to the process of recognizing overstimulation and coping with it in the Highly Sensitive Parenthood course. So if this is a challenge for you as a parent, that course does a really lovely deep dive um, and gives some kind of practical reflection questions and tools and practices for you to work with as a highly sensitive parent to reduce overstimulation and how it impacts um, your life and your parenting. So what does overstimulation look like for HSP adults? My guess is you have some idea of what causes overstimulation for you and if not, Um, A quick hint, think about your five senses. So taste, smell, sight, touch, and and hearing. And my guess is at least one of those for you might have a little bit of sensitivity. I know for me, I'm kind of a super sniffer. I can smell stuff 
um, pretty easily and strongly. Uh, I taste things pretty well too, which can be delightful. It can also be not so good, but it can be really wonderful. Um, I think my hearing and my sight are fine, um, but I, I am overstimulated easily by uh, kind of like loud noises or even like droning noises, like loud fans or dishwashers, um, as well as like blue lights or flickering lights. Like if a light is um, near a fan and there's like a flicker that happens, that drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, so my guess is maybe some of that resonates with you too. So those can be sources of overstimulation, um, sensory, and of you know, there's a bunch of other ones, especially for parents, a kid, you know, tugging at your, your shirt repeatedly, some, you know, somebody crying, um, just multiple demands on your attention. And again, I go into this much more depth in, um, in my courses. Um, but that's just kind of a little, a little teaser of what might be causing the overstimulation for us. And of course, um, you know, it's important to recognize what are these warning signs, these kind of first, um, indications that we're overstimulated, um, and, and I will say a lot of us either blow past them either because we feel like we can't attend to our needs in that moment because we, you know, we have a toddler that's hungry or we have a crying baby. And I, I hear that I've been there. <laughs> I know what it is to try to balance your own well-being with just caretaking in general. Um, so it's a balancing act. I'll just say that. Um, I don't, there's not kind of one right way for everybody, but I will say based on my experience as a, as a therapist and a coach for highly sensitive parents, I too often see parents go the way of just attending to their child's needs and then completely neglecting their own, which is a recipe for, uh, I don't, disaster might be overstating it, but, but really for, for the parent to experience a lot of challenge, mental health issues, et cetera. So um, let's dive into three common signs of sensory overwhelm and overstimulation for adults, for, for parents. The first is physical sensations. Um, the second is foggy or irrational thinking. And the third is irritability or withdrawal. Let's dive into these one by one. So the first, like I said, is physical sensation. So these are the, the warning signs of overstimulation that might be most recognizable to you. One important thing to remember here is that when we're overstimulated, our bodies, our nervous systems tend to go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. This is kind of a conversation for another time. It could be a whole other um, episode here, but um, our bodies basically respond as if we are under a physical threat. Like if we are being chased by a lion, our bodies respond, maybe not to that intensity, but they respond along the same lines. So you might notice um, a rapid heartbeat, sweating, tightness in chest, um, a loss of appetite, um, GI issues, jitters, muscle tension. So all of these things are how our bodies respond when we're under physical threat. And even if we're not in a dangerous situation, even if we're just, uh, you know, around really loud music, or if we um, are trying to make dinner and our child is talking to us constantly, um, our bodies can unfortunately respond in ways um, that mimic that we are that respond as if we are in physical danger. So, um, although we, like I said, we would try to push through these sensations a lot of the time. Ideally, we can do you know something to reduce the intensity, the duration, the frequency of this these sources of overstimulation. So, a common one I recommend is you know wearing earplugs, 
Um, if your child is talking to you and the, the TV's on, turn the TV off so that you, you know, pause it or pause the music so you can listen to them. Um, give yourself permission to like, have them on a screen or doing a different activity while you are doing a task that requires a little bit more concentration, that kind of thing. Okay, so we're wrapping up physical sensations. Now let's talk a little bit about foggy or irrational thinking. So when we're stressed or overstimulated, we might notice that we have less mental clarity. Um, this can sometimes just come as from being a parent as well. There's actually some um, research that uh, actually one of my clients pointed out to me recently that um, indicates that uh, mothers, women in particular, uh, have some pruning that goes on some in, their, in their, our brains kind of changed while we're pregnant and postpartum um, in part to adapt to this new responsibility. And so there's parts of our brain that, um, you know, get a little weaker, so to speak, or there's just less going on there in order for us to grow in these other areas. So it's, it's um, I, I know at times I felt like I became dumber when I was pregnant or postpartum. And now I'd like to reframe that as actually dropping some of the unnecessary things in order to gain wisdom and intelligence in other areas. So hopefully that feels better for you too, if, if that's a, a shared experience. Um, so this, this sense of, yeah, brain fog or less mental clarity, um, you know, like I said, part and partial of part and parcel of parenthood to some extent for some of us, but also can show up when we're overstimulated. Um, and, and part of that, again, is the nervous system is diverting resources, physical resources into just keeping us physically safe. And so our higher order thinking can kind of fly out the window. So this can show up as kind of brain fog, irrational thoughts, kind of not being able to make decisions. Um, it's, I'm sure many of you have had the experience of getting to the end of a long day and just being like, I don't like, I don't know what should I, I don't know what I should make for dinner or should I do this or should I do that? And what show do I want to watch, you know, after the kids are in bed and just kind of endlessly scrolling. So we just are we kind of lose the capacity for decision-making or for thinking clearly um, when we're overstimulated. Um, so that again, that can show up irrational thoughts or emotions as well, um, which can be a little frustrating for us. The last indication that we are overwhelmed or overstimulated is irritability or withdrawal. So this can intensify if we get stuck in overwhelm or overstimulation, if our nervous system is really feeling under continuous threat, which um, for some of us, if we are with our children 24 seven, that unfortunately can happen. If we're just don't have the support that we need, if our child is in a particularly challenging stage, um, we our nervous systems can get kind of stuck in, in this fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, which is not healthy for us or our families. Um, and and I, I say that with understanding that it, it can be really difficult to get the support um, that we need in, in our modern world. Um, so I say that with a great deal of empathy and no blame whatsoever if you find that that's true for you. And also with hope that you will, um, you know, take little steps to, to seek support where you can, to give yourself permission to rest when you can, um, and, and that's it. So, okay, that all that said, um, this irritability or withdrawal 
can surprise us because as highly sensitive parents, uh, people in general, we tend to be empathetic. We tend to be pretty, I'd say more gentle. Not all of us are super gentle, but some of us um, feel that way. And so this irritability, this anger, even rage sometimes can come out and it can be very surprising, kind of blindside us a little bit. And I have found it very helpful personally and when working with clients to reframe this um, as due in large part, usually to overstimulation for highly sensitive parents. Um, this feeling of wanting to escape, of just like not being able to handle it anymore, of just wanting to like cover our ears, of wanting to go hide in the bathroom. Um, I can't tell you, it's probably like every single highly sensitive parent that I've worked with who has said that they've gone and hid in a bathroom or a bedroom or a closet at some point. It's just really common because we're overstimulated. Um, so this like jitteriness, this desire to get in the car and drive away, this escape fantasy of like, oh, I just would love to just spend a night in a hotel by myself. Also very common just for parents in general, but I think even more common for highly sensitive parents. Um, so if you find yourself uh, wanting to withdraw, if you find yourself irritable or angry, um, losing your temper, it's important to examine what role overstimulation might be playing in that. So you don't just jump into judging yourself and feeling angry towards yourself for being that way. All right, so we're wrapping up um, just understanding these sources of overstimulation, understanding how it might show up for us in our bodies and our brains and our behaviors. And I hope that this feels empowering for you, just knowing this information about yourself um, so that you can take steps to, like I said, to reduce the intensity of overstimulation in your life, to maybe cut it off at the source, to um, find extra supports or coping skills that are going to make it easier for you. Um, and if you haven't yet, I do encourage you to sign up for, um, my newsletter. It's at highlysensitiveparenthood.com. You can scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and, um, it's kind of on an orange banner at the bottom. And if you sign up for it, you'll receive a free, uh, printable PDF that is about five tips to manage overstimulation for HSP parents. So it's kind of my, my all-star <laughs> top five um, ways to manage overstimulation because it's an incredibly common challenge for highly sensitive parents. Um, so that would be a great next step if this resonates with you um, around, you know, what signs of sensory overstimulation and overwhelm. Um, once you know that, it's time to to deal with it, to cope with it, to figure out ways to, to manage it better. Um, so yeah, head on over to, to my website, highlysensitiveparenthood.com, sign up for our newsletter, and um, you'll get more great tips and notifications when um, videos and blogs and that kind of thing come out. So I hope this has been supportive for you. I hope you've learned something about yourself and I hope this leads to um, feeling more empowered as a highly sensitive parent. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.